Welcome to the Smarter Trading Podcast. If you want to sharpen your trading skills or become a more savvy investor, then you're in the right place. Every week, we sit down with professional traders who are ready to share practical insights on what it takes to succeed in modern day markets. Smarter Trading, the show to watch to trade smarter. Evan Medeiros is the founder and CEO of The Trade Risk. All opinions expressed by guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Evan or The Trade Risk. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as the basis for investment decisions. Evan and guests may maintain positions in securities discussed in this podcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Smarter Trading. I'm your host, Evan Medeiros, and today I am joined by Pat Walker. Patrick has been trading for over 30 years. He has had the privilege of meeting and learning from legendary traders like Martin Zweig, Bill O'Neill, and Ed Sakota. He was an IBD co-leader, and most importantly, he's a family man, happily married with four kids. He loves to learn, teach, and inspire. Pat, welcome to the show. Oh, Evan, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I, uh, I was excited and enthused when you reached out to me. I don't follow a ton of people on Twitter, but it was just really nice. Um, I, I admire your work and, and I admire your persona also. You're not brash or anything. You just lay the stuff out there in a way that's really just kind of kind of easy going, which I think is important in the area of, of um, from a psychological perspective for me in the area of investing is if a person's really amped up and everything, it's not conducive to good decision making. And, you know, like I said, I listen to your videos and I follow you on Twitter. You know, I endorse you is it's just, hey, look at this. Let's talk about this, which is I think it's something really important. You know, I've, I'm grateful that I've learned from from some good people, you know, people that really I, I've said this on videos and I'll say I'll say it on yours. Bill O'Neill changed my life. Honest to goodness, he really did. But before him, the guy who saved me was Martin Zweig. Because of him, my managed accounts were completely out of the market before the crash of 87 and missed the whole thing. So I, I'm grateful to have met him. What a kind, what a kind, gentle man he was. And I got to talk, meet him a couple of times one-on-one -on -one and talk with him. So anyway, it's good. It's good. I enjoy, I enjoy, for those of you who don't know, um, and again, I followed Evan for several years, but the idea of, of like Evan does, teaching, just teaching. I, I taught on the university level years ago, and I taught advanced level classes, strategic planning, periodically advanced statistics. And my mantra is always this, and it kind of ties in with what you do. To know that two plus two equal mm -hmm. four is knowledge, but to know why two plus two equal four is knowledge that you possess that you can transfer into other situations, which makes you in charge. It puts you in charge, not an ego thing, but it helps you. And so that that is a big part of me is not just giving ideas. I, a lot of people give great ideas, but then I always sit there and think, what if something happens to them? And I don't want anything to happen to anybody, but what if something does and they go away? Sure. Where are you? You're no better off than when you started. So. To me, the foundation's got to be education, explaining why. And then you own the concept and you can apply it to your stocks. And um, I know that's what you do. 
And that's what I strive to do also. Just trying to help people while we can. That's that's kind of who I am, sir. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And so you you mentioned a few things there. First, I mean, you've been trading since uh, the 80s, uh, which is something um, to, to, to still be in your position, still smiling, still got still got hair on your head, right? Uh, maybe not as much as uh, the college days. The side. You're, you're still there. That's right. You're yeah. still there. And, and, and that's a, right that's a huge testament. I mean, you've, you've been, you've been in the game for all this time. So I'd be curious though. So you mentioned Martin Zweig, you mentioned kind of sidestepping the crash back in those early days. Um, you know, what were you thinking back then? How, how did you get right involved in the markets and how did you meet Martin, Martin Zweig? Great question. Um, a couple of great questions. It's really kind of unique. Even when I was younger, I'm talking about like when I was under 10 years old, I was fascinated by stocks. I wasn't money hungry. It was just like, what's going on here? You know, and I still remember watching Wall Street Week a long time ago with Lou Rukeyser. Okay. And I I knew some of the people through that show also. Um, I'm not going to mention names, but I did. Anyway, it was quite interesting. Just why do stocks do what they do? And I thought, well, it's simple. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go in there and study some charts and, and you know buy stocks. But here's the kicker, all right. And now I'm gonna really date myself. When I started back in the '80s, there was no internet. There were no real chart services. I had to dig, and I finally found one. It was called Trendline, and I used to get the Trendline charts. And and most of you probably never heard of it. It's because they're gone, I think. But that was my first, my first dip into it. But something really important happened to me. I was, an, I was a broker and investments advisor, all right? And I was, I was starting to invest people's money. But then a really tragic thing happened. And this, was, this changed my life. My dad died. And my dad, who I dearly loved, owned a hardware store. And it was just your mom and pop hardware store. It was him and my grandfather. And he died. And my mom owned the business, but she wasn't the business person. And that's not a reflection on her, but that's just how she was. And um, it finally got to the point where she said, I think I'm going to sell the business. And, you know, we talked about it. We prayed about it. And she sold the business. And she gave me the proceeds from that to invest. And you got to put this in context. I'm investing my mom's money. My dad's dead. This is it. She's got to live off this. And so, and, and she wasn't that old, by the way, either. Okay. She was in her fifties, early fifties. So what did I have to do? Or mid fifties. I had to get really, really serious with this. Be, I, put, put yourself in my shoes. I can't mess up. And so I was on a quest and I was, I started reading a lot more books about it, investing and stuff. As brokers, they just tell you to sell stuff. Well, I said, no, morally, that's wrong. I can't do that to anybody, any of my clients. So I read Martin Zweig's book, his first book, Winning on Wall Street. And it really opened my eyes up. And I started, started subscribing to his newsletter. And I give credit where credit's due. Martin Zweig was talking about in 1987, there's things happening here that don't look so good. And what I noticed is I was getting in charts, involved in charts, and I would have sell stops in on all my managed accounts on stocks. And every day, weeks before the crash, 
I get filled on sell stop orders, GTC sell. Okay, <laughs> I'm being the broker there. Good till cancel sell stop orders. I'm going, gosh, I don't remember putting an order in. I said, like, oh yeah, I forgot about there's a, there's Anheuser-Busch, there's General Electric. I was constantly getting stopped out of stocks for, for gains. I was getting out. So picture this, and this is for everybody. Let's suppose you're managing money and you're managing and you own 100 different stocks. And every day you're getting stopped out of certain stocks, not junk stocks either, by the way, quality companies. You're constantly getting stopped out. Well, you say, well, I guess I'll keep buying. No, the market's telling you something. So basically, about two weeks before the crash of 87, my managed accounts, and I had some accounts with doctors and things like big doctors, we were stopped out of everything. And just applying the simple rules of, hey, things are falling, don't buy, we were out. And, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. So, I mean, I'm really grateful. My managed accounts, ourselves, we completely missed the crash of 87. We, we were out well before then, and we just stayed out. And you guess well, then Pat, what'd you go in? The crash happened. Did you buy right away? No, no. See, then it becomes an ego game. What was I waiting for? I was waiting for things to settle down. The amount of responsibility that dropped on your shoulders back in the tough start after hearing the news, having you know your mom give you this money. I mean, that is an incredible weight um, for anyone to burden, you know, let alone someone that's, um, you know, fairly new to, to trading. So yeah. that I think, um, I, I guess I'd be curious. It's a motivator, I'm sure. But I mean, you know, I think back to how I started, I had a full-time job. I was uh, I was making pretty good income as a software developer, so I had discretionary money to to lose, and and you know that's good and bad because sometimes you don't take it seriously enough. But um, I guess I'd be curious. Any thoughts in terms of that that pressure, that motivation? What was going through your head when you you know kind of back in those early days? Just because I think that's a pretty significant point. Yeah. Well, you, it hits a real nerve with me. Um, I was really close to my dad and it was the worst day of my life. And, um, and I love that man dearly. And, um, in true confession, I'm closer to my dad than I am my mom. And so there was a lot of tough dynamics there, but I knew that I had to really get serious about it to, to help her. And so, um, like I said, that's when I really went on the vision quest and realized I need to, I have to do a good job. You know, it's like in the movie, failure's not an option here. I couldn't, I couldn't. But I wanna, I wanna dovetail off on that a little bit because I think this is really important. And I'm not trying to, you know, preach here or anything like that, but just something I encourage you all to do is, and you can say, where the heck's he going? Take care of yourself. And you can say, what kind of lame stuff is that? No, I'm really serious. One of my advanced, I, I, one of my degrees is in psychology. And, and so I'll just share this with you. It's an, this is advanced stuff, but the, the, the people I had, the doctors I had really, really challenged me. And I had a doctor and he took me aside and he said, I want you to do something. He goes, I want you to look at your hand. And I'd like you all to look at it. And this was him and I one-on-one. -on -one. And this guy was a renowned psychiatrist. Um, I can't tell you his specialty, but it was pretty bizarre. And he said, I just want you to look at your hand and move it. 
Note, note the joints, note the tendons, note the muscles, twist it. And then he paused and he said, I have to tell you something. That hand you're looking at, you're going to be buried with it. It has to last a lifetime, yours. So by default, and I'm not trying to be a downer here or anything like that, I challenge each of you, take care of yourselves. I am, I've outlived my dad. I've outlived him. And again, you can say, this is a downer. No, this is an upper. I'm challenging you. Take care of yourselves. Go out and grab it. It's there for you. All right. And you can say, what did we do? We're talking stocks. Folks, I'm going to share something. If you're sick, it, it ain't going to cut it. So we take care of ourselves. And that's something important. Taking care of yourself is great advice. So you made it through that tough period. You survived the crash of 87. You continue to trade and learn. Talk to me about how you approach markets nowadays and some of the key factors that you look at. This is a fun game, folks. All right. And yes, it's a business. All right. Let, I'm going to be serious. Okay. I don't, I don't mean a game like let's play Monopoly. All right. But approach it seriously, but don't let it kill you. All right. And one of the things you have to do, what we all have to do, me, limit risk, limit risk. Here's a quote for you. I'll believe in what I see and not in what I believe. I had that quote taped to my monitor for over 20 years. Who said it? Dave Landry. All right. He's got another great book. I've never met him, but he's a great guy. Humble guy. Dave Landry. Oh, by the way, please. I've never met him. Okay. I don't get anything. Don't nothing like that. I'm just plain old Pat Walker talking, but focus on what's happening. Not what you think should happen. Completely lose bias. All right. Opinions don't pay. I say this all the time. Opinions don't pay. Forecasts don't pay. Analysts don't pay. Brokerage houses don't pay. Your broker doesn't pay. Your financial planner doesn't pay. Your partner doesn't pay. None of it pays. All right? One thing pays. Price. That's it. So what do we have to do, though? Combine two variables together, and actually three. Price and volume. I can't stress that enough. I say this a lot, and I'll say it again. People talk with their mouths and vote with their pocketbooks. Go where they're voting. All right. I'll never forget. I had a buddy of mine I traded with out in California. He worked on a trade desk. He goes, Pat, his name was Robert. Pat, man, I found a, I found a pattern. It's awesome. I said, well, buddy, tell me about it. He tells me about it. He said, this, we're going to kick butt with this. He goes, and here's the best part. Nobody knows about it. It'll just be ours. I said, well, gosh, if nobody knows about it, um, they won't act on it, will they? He says, no. I said, well, if they're not acting on it, ain't nobody else going to buy it. We want everybody to see what we see. True? Folks, charts are a reflection of human emotions. As I said, fear, greed, panic, complacency. Look for chart patterns that everybody can see. Clean and simple basing patterns. All right? And this is the important part. When you see that pattern, it should be very easy. It should be so easy a fifth grader could see it and draw it. When you see that pattern and refine it, and there's only a few of them you need, there's one other variable that's important. When it's pushing through that pivot price, look for volume. Look for volume on the hourly, the 30-minute, and the daily chart. Fine-tune it down to the 30-minute and the hourly, right, when it's approaching the pivot price. 
This, this is the real world, by the way. This isn't textbook, okay? This is a guy who's been in the trenches and had to do it. I'm supporting a family of six and help my mom. I had to do it. Look for those. Look for those. And look for that volume surge. When you see that volume surge, you know what it tells you? Hey, other people saw what I saw, man, and they're hitting it. Is that sweet? That's, you don't know that, that's sweet potato <laughs> pie. There you go. I had to say it. <laughs> Evan's smiling. No, go for that. <laughs> you like that? And if it's not there, if it's not there, it tells you, hmm, maybe something's wrong. I'm the lone Marine on the beach. That ain't a good place to be. All right. So look for that volume. No volume, no buy. And another point I'll make here, just tidbits of, I guess, wisdom through years of doing this, never let, never let a good profit turn into a loss. Never. Cardinal sin. Don't do that. Okay. And then I'm also going to say this, and I'm not telling you what to do, but I encourage you, uh, if you can, don't get wrapped up in day trading. Uh, you know, here, here we are in March. I'll tell you, honest to goodness, I haven't looked at a five-minute chart this year. Okay. And you can see he's probably looking at four-minute charts. No, I'm not. No, I, none of that stuff. Okay. Okay. Three-minute. Let's know. No, none of that. Look for bigger picture patterns that everybody can see. And then you look for that volume confirmation. Focus on volume coming in there. Like I said, it means other people see what you see and they're acting on it. That's huge. Focus on clean and simple with volume. But I'm going to bring up another constraint for you that will really help you. And this is straight from Bill O'Neill's research. And I will tell you this. Yeah, I've had lunch with the man twice and sat down with him. That man changed my life. I'm telling you right now, credit where credit's due, he changed my life. His combining of simple technical patterns combined with fundamentals. And here's their research. And I'll share this with you. In fact, I got it right here. Look at this. You're going to love this. Here we go. There's a break here from um, August. This is very short, by the way. August 2007 through October 2007, the market was in a confirmed rally. Investors Daily identified 39 breakouts. Okay, I'm going back to 2007. 39 breakouts. 39 clean and simple breakouts. Let's rock and roll with this. You ready? The top performing. 10 stocks did four to 10 times better than what the market did. Ain't that what you want? Well, I'll tell you what I'm looking for. I just want to do as good as the market. What? Yeah. If the market's up 10, if I'm up 10, I'm happy. Oh, come on. Let's go for it. Right? I'm going to say it again. Top performing stocks. 10 stocks did four to 10 times better than the NASDAQ's 11.5% gain. The NASDAQ was up 11.5% and 10 stocks did at least 45, right? To 110% more than what the market did. Ain't that what you want? This is the sweet potato pie part. All of it had a composite rating of at least 96. Is that great? You'll like this part too. Eight dwelled in the top 30 groups out of 197. So we quantify things. Again, that's the, statist uh, the statistics in me. Put an edge in your favor. Here's some facts for you. Focus on stocks in the top 30 to 40 groups. Okay? There's 197 industry groups. Look for the best of the best. Don't buy any low price stocks. $10 and higher. Okay? Buy stocks that trade at least 200,000 shares a day. Buy stocks with a composite rating of 90 or higher, preferably higher. Focus on stocks with a relative strength of 88 or higher, 85 or higher. 
Focus on stocks with an accumulation distribution of A or B. Focus on stocks, as I said, within 20% of 52-week highs, and they're in the top 40 or 50 industry groups. If you take that, you know what I call that? That's a recipe for a good cake. If you take that and put it to use, you will find winners. Guaranteed. But here's the last point I have to make. And I can't stress this enough. You will be wrong. You will have losses. There's only one person who never had, two people that never have losses. One is the person who never invests and the other one's a liar, <laughs> right? You're going to have losses. Yeah. But if you focus on a clean and simple base breakout, guess what? It's good above the line and it's bad below, which keeps losses much smaller. Another point I want to make here, I know I'm rambling, but I, I need to share this. I encourage you, please. I'm not telling you what to do. Stay away from day trading, okay? The five-minute charts and stuff can just chew you up. You know what's maddening? And I know this because it happened to me. I'll buy a stock. This is years ago. I'll buy a you know a $25 stock, and it goes up to $27, $28. Bucks. Man, I'm 10% kick butt. Let's go. I'm selling. And I sell. And the stock goes up to $29 and $30 and $31 and $35. And 40, and I can never find a way to get back in. And I bet my life on it as I sit here talking. People listen and go, yeah, that's happened to me too, man. That sucks. That ain't no good. Yeah, don't do that to yourself. Don't sabotage yourself. So how can we do this? Because a huge part of this game is psychology. How can we help minimize and not sabotage ourselves? You can say, well, I want to sell some. Go ahead. Don't sell all of it. Just sell 20% if you have to. Picture this. You buy a stock and it goes up and you sell 20% for a good profit. Okay? And I'm not talking 50 cents. Don't get wrapped up in that game. You sell it for a good profit, maybe four or five points. What can you do? Those last 80% of shares that you own, you can say to yourself, if it comes back to my price, I'm selling. Picture this. If you do that, do you know what that means? The worst case scenario, the absolute worst case scenario, you made money, right? Do the math. You made money. Do that. The other side of the coin, and this is the psychology part, by selling just a little bit, you can relax because as I stated, you know you've made money. If you know you've made money, can you not let those other shares work a lot longer for you? And that's where trend following comes in. Let it trend on the 50-day or the 21 exponential moving average, or I use the eight-period exponential moving average, which I'll just share this with you. Why the eight? A good partner of mine, I'm not going to mention names. He, he's a very, very good trader. Very, very good. And um, one of the best I know. We did a lot of work. After meeting, after I met Ed Sakota, does everybody know what Ed Sakota uses? Ed Sakota Ed uses the five-period exponential moving average. I'll be honest, one of the biggest mistakes I ever made in my life. Him and I were talking one-on-one, -on -one, and he leans back with his bifocals. He goes, uh, "That's very interesting. Um, would you like to do some work on that?" And me being the idiot, I didn't follow up. Uh, hence the hair loss, huh? So anyway. But he used <laughs> and used the five-period exponential moving average. 
But one thing a lot of people don't know, Ed Sakota traded commodities. And here's something you may found shocking. I did. I found that by and large, most of the stocks are more volatile than a lot of the commodities. I was using the 5 EMA. I was constantly getting stopped out. So then I switched to the 10 EMA and it was a little too loose for me. And my partner and I, and this is two years of data, by the way, folks. This isn't like, oh, they reached a decision in a couple of weeks. No, this is two years of hard study, six to seven hours every freaking day. And what did we find out? The moving average that worked the best. And by the way, you can say, well, when was this? Was this last year when everybody else talks about the aid? No, folks, I'm going back to the turn of the century. I'm going back to 1999 and 2000 was when we were doing the work. And what do we find out? This is what we found. For us, the eight-period exponential moving average for trend following on a shorter-term basis is wonderful. So that's what I use. And it's on my charts. When we look at the charts, I'll show them to you. There's so much information there that I hope people rewind and listen to. I mean, the goal that Patrick shared on just curating the stock lists in general, top 30 to 40 industry groups, comp rating of 90 or higher, RS rating, like that, it sounds so simple. It is simple. Um, but I think, you know, especially as a new trader, you're looking for something super sophisticated or it's got to be more than that. And those are the yeah. things... Um, that yeah has has kept uh, you know has kept Pat in the game for all these years and and they work and the data supports it uh, to sh to to look at strength stocks that are leading that is um, one of the big secrets and I love and it's funny because we we didn't talk about this prior um, uh, I am so on the same page as you Pat on the uh, day trading uh, I day traded a lot when I started that's how I came into the game and it just aged me so quickly and fast. And it pretty much drained my account at the same time. And, you know, I learned a lot. I, I really did. I learned a lot about um, the risks in the market uh, and uh, price action in general. But every year that goes by, I just want to increase my time frame. So, um, but anyway, I, I want to get to, we're going to look at some charts here in just a second. Um, but I am curious because you brought up a lot of that good criteria and you use this term of a max list. Uh, you, you are um, sharing that often on Twitter and in your videos. What is a max list and what is a max list stock? Through years of study, and I mean decades, there are core groups of stocks that institutions have to own. Think about this, folks. You own a growth mutual fund and you go through the prospectus and you look and you go, they don't own Apple and they don't own Amazon and they don't own Google. Are you kidding me? Really? These are the big name institutional stocks, franchises. This is what I say all the time. Nobody does what Apple does as good as Apple does it. Nobody does what Google does as good as Google does it. Folks, I ask you a question. You're going to do an internet search. Well, let's go on Bing. Are you kidding me? No. You go to the franchise. You go to Netflix. You... Automotives in the automotive sector, Tesla. Tesla, Maxlist stock. Google, Facebook. Nobody does what Facebook does as good as Facebook does it. Nobody does what Twitter does. And I'm not endorsing you buy them right now. And I'm not getting political with all the stuff going on. That's not the issue. I put all that aside. All right. Big names that big money can move into. NVIDIA, big money can move into that stock, all right, or Goldman Sachs, and not cause a ripple. And big trends develop there. And they trend beautifully on the moving averages. And you just 
let them work and work and work. Just let them, just let them go. This is the beautiful thing. You can buy one of those things and it'll trend. You don't even have it on your front page. I don't even look at it. I have an limit alert set, a price alert, but I just let it go. Maybe I'll look at it once or twice a day. And now I'm going to back up here and say this. That's the max list. Okay. Apple, Amazon. Well, here, hold on a second. I'll go to the other one. I'm going to read them to you. How about that? The joys of modern technology. Here we go. Apple, Amazon, Alibaba, B-A-B-A, Badoo, Facebook, Google, Goldman Sachs, Netflix, NVIDIA, Square, Tesla, Twitter, Visa, MasterCard, and I'll stick Microsoft in there too. Big names, big names. Now I have to pause here and share this with you. Please don't take that as that's an endorsement to go out and buy them all. No, I'm not saying that at all. But at certain times, they provide a great setup on the daily and weekly charts and sometimes monthly where huge money can be made. Huge. We had a client and he didn't have that big of an account. But Tesla had a, had a great pattern. And I'm going back over a year ago. Okay, And his account wasn't that big. And no day trading. He rode that sucker. He made a million bucks on Tesla. Letting it work. Letting it trend on the moving averages that I cited. So that's the max list. Now, I'll take it a step further. Is In that same realm, there are a couple of ETFs that I really like. All right? I like the spiders. And I like SSO. I like SSO better because it's two-for-one leveraged. And you own the entire S&P 500 with leverage, but you're also diversified. I love QQQ and I love QLD. Love it. Own the entire NASDAQ 100. You know all those stocks I just mentioned? I think all those are in the NASDAQ 100. Most of them are for sure. You own the entire NASDAQ 100, the power stocks, the max list stocks with two for one leverage. But you also have diversification. I'm going to pause and share this, though. I'm not telling you to buy them now. No, I'm not saying that at all. But just do your homework. Do your homework. You can find great patterns. We had Alibaba last year. What a move. What a move. Um, as I said, Tesla, Tesla was more than a triple. Okay? And it just trended. It just trended nicely. I think what I, what I love about your process, and I think we both share this, is... Um, it's something that we can easily understand. And you are, you know, if I had to sort of summarize here, you want, you know, these, these high growth, you know, very reputable leading status type stocks, and you're looking for quality patterns through supply, demand, price action and volume to emerge. It's good quality stock, good quality pattern, and that's your jam. And I love that. Now I do want to actually, and I want to tie one thing that's, um, that you said earlier is you talk about letting it ride and you and I can say and talk about letting it ride and that Tesla move, the Alibaba move. That's a hard thing for a trader to do. I know personally, I mean, now I'm going to sit on, sit down, lay down on the couch and you can be my therapist here because letting it ride is a really tough thing to do in the moment. And I think this is why oh, yeah. earlier you said you need to take care of yourself and you need to get sleep and treat your body well, because this ties into that realm is what I'm guessing. So how do you let these things ride? How do you actually make this look so easy by sitting in these stocks? Good question. It's a great, 
That is a profound question. And it is, it is the it is the struggle that we all face, or we have all faced. And true confession, God knows I have too. I have too. And what really hit me hard, folks, I'll tell you this, true confession. Again, I was a sole supporter of a family of six and helping my mom too, who was widowed. And it used to drive me nuts. I would lose sleep over this. And this is, this is the honest to goodness truth. I would have a stock and it would go up and I'd make, you know, 10 or 20%. And I'm going, man, this is great. I'm locking that sucker in and locking in a great game. And it would keep going and it would keep going. And I could never, ever find a spot to get back in it. And, and you're looking at the chart every day. It ate me up alive. I said, again, my trading partner and I, um, back then, uh, we were, we were like, I'll say his first name. Cause there's no big, his name's Chris. I was like, what the heck? I'm, I'm literally sabotaging myself. I am self-defeating myself. Think about it. I've limited, you know, we talk about limiting losses. I've limited profits and I can't find a way to get back in. I found it. I won't say depressing, but I realized I've got to fix this. Or if not, this is not going to be good for me mentally. This is not going to be good for me emotionally. This is not going to be good for me financially because I can't find a way to get back in. So then guess what happens, folks? And I bet money, many of you have been through this. Well, heck, I don't know what I'll do. I'll find a spot and I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll capitulate and buy it. And yeah, I'm really good at that. You know what? I got that down to a science. I can always buy within 50 cents. You know, you know what I'm going to say. I can always buy within 50 cents at the top. I got that down, man. <laughs> going, what? What? I need to have the word stupid tattooed on my forehead. You know, I was like, what are you doing? So I finally said, no, I'm not going to do that. And I credit where credit's due. Chris, Chris helped me a lot. And um, Ed Sakota, Ed Sakota really helped me try, you know, he challenged me. Whoa, did he challenge me on trying to determine a viable method for letting it work. And that's where it comes back to it, Evan, and for everybody. The 50-day, the 21 exponential moving average, the eight-period exponential moving average, let it go. Just let it go. Sell some into strength. Take 20% off. Take 25% off. If it keeps going and it starts to get a little choppy up there, sell another 20 or 25%. Keep the other 40 or 50% or 60%. Keep it. Let it work. And this is something I do too. And you say, really? I'll have a limit alert put, not a stop. I'll have a limit alert put, but I'll take the stock and take it off my front page so I don't look at it. I don't even look at it during the day. Don't even look at it. Why? I have a limit alert set, a price alert, not a stop. I have a price alert. Just let it go and see where it goes. You will find, honest to goodness, you will make more money with less stress than looking at it every day. And I'll say it again. Please don't get wrapped up at looking at five and 10 minute charts. What looks like a disaster on a 10 minute chart is nothing on a daily or a weekly chart. It's nothing. If I had been looking at 10 minute charts, there's no way I would have ridden Tesla the way I did. There's no way I would have ridden Neo the way we did. Neo, Neo was a quadruple. 
Leading group, leading stock, simple base, 15 to 60. Just let it go. Let it go. And it works. So, and I'll be very honest. I know I get passionate about this. Honest to goodness, folks, I wish there would have been somebody that would have said that to me a long, long time ago. I'd probably still have hair, you know, but anyway, that's, that's, that's a different story. I love, I love the little mental hack of put taking it off the homepage or the front page of your screen and just setting the alert. That's such a good, and, and it just, it speaks to someone that has been doing it right. This isn't an academic talk or this isn't a high level like text, you know, this is, you can, these are the types of, of, of pieces of information, uh, that I think is, is just the real gold. Cause it shows, uh, you know, how traders actually make this happen. Um, and sometimes you get to trick the, uh, the lizard brain a little bit and just, um, you know, not let, not let you see the dollar signs on what you're up or down. So that's great. Thanks for, thanks so much for sharing that. You know, it reminds me, so you have a, a quote that you like to say often, which is don't impose your will on stocks. Can you actually take a second and kind of tell me what that means to you? You bet. That, that is a great, that is a great question. See, this is one I know I'm talking to a guy that does this and does this successfully with Evan is that, and I'm not saying that to play him up or anything like that. No, only somebody who's really done this, really sat in the chair and gone through it, knows what we're talking about. So it's a great question. Yeah, impose your will. Um, the stock, let me get a little deeper here. The stock is not a living entity. It's not an animal. It doesn't know you exist. It's not even alive. It's literally a chart reflection, human emotions, as I stated, fear, greed, panic, and complacency. And what do we have to do? We have to accept that fact and let the chart tell us what to do, not what we want it to do or what we think it should do, but what it is doing. As I said, I love this quote, I'll believe in what I see and not in what I believe. Banish this thought, please. It just has to go up. Why? Because it's a great stock with great numbers in a great group and it has a great chart? No, it will go up if it goes up. Not because you think things are good. Let it tell you what to do. And by so doing, you've lessened stress and emotions. You're letting the chart action guide you. And that helps us, helps us a lot. Just simplicity. And, it, it, you know, the quote, only the still pool reflects the stars. Think about that. Only the still pool reflects the stars. If we focus on simple, we breathe easier and we can ride trends a lot longer. And if we sell a little into strength, we know we can ride them even longer. So anyway, that's, that's what we got going on here. Am I ready for Google? You bet I am. I, I don't know if it's going to go. I'll say it again. Let the chart action guide you. Don't, don't, again, impose your will. Wait till it shows that it's pushing through that spot before you buy. And again, you're looking at that chart. Three days now, people thought when it hit that white line, man, this is it. And guess what? Three days, they're getting hit a little bit. You can see, well, today... The stock rallied up and hit 
2113 and it closed at 2083, you know, you know, that's not that bad. It closed at its midpoint. Yeah, that's right. I'm down 30 points. You know, God only knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Why do that to yourself? Wait for the trigger, even if you pay up a little bit. Oh, which leads to a good point here. Folks, I encourage you, use buy stops, use sell stops. I always tell people, and you'll, you'll see it on all my charts. I have white lines drawn. Is This is what I always tell the VIPs. It's good above the line and it's bad below. Price is good above the white line and it's bad below. That's it. That's it. Run it that way. And you'll do better. You'll just do better. And I also will say it again. Please stay away from the five-minute and 10-minute charts. Please focus on bigger picture stuff and ride them as long as possible. Anyway, I know I say that a lot, but like I said, I wish somebody had said that to me years ago. Patrick, what are you doing? You're, you're sabotaging yourself. Don't. There you go. That's awesome. Um, so much wisdom. So Pat, we're going to start to wind down here. And, and I'm curious, a um, little bit of a curveball sort of question uh, and take a moment if you need, but what does successful trading look like to you? What does it mean for you uh, to be a successful trader? And that's a deep question. Um, it's It goes far beyond the money. If you're focused and fixated just on the money and nothing else, um, it's not as satisfying. It's great. I, you know, yeah, it's great, but there's tremendous satisfaction in good execution. I find successful, being successful means I have a set of rules and tactics and discipline, and I'm going to stick with it. I know it works. I've lived with it for a long time. And you can say, Patrick, I haven't. Okay, that's fine. But you're learning. Every day you're learning and you're getting better. Okay. So what does successful mean? Yes, I know this and I can live on this and sleep on this. If I follow my rules and for you, if you have viable rules, okay, that's first point. If you don't have viable rules, you're in trouble. That's why we're doing this together with Evan, because I know he has viable rules. If you have viable rules and tactics and discipline and you stick with it, you stick with it through time, you will be successful. It will work, but you got to have those constraints working for you folks. And it's like a three-legged chair. Got to have all three of them supporting it. If one falls, all right, you can have the best rules, but folks, if you don't follow them, it won't work. There's something really satisfying in that though. And again, don't just focus on the money. Focus on following the rules, the viable rules and tactics that will help you. And it's extremely satisfying to know, okay, I lost on this stock, but I followed my rules. Or I made money on this stock and I followed my rules. It's wonderful. Which leads to a point and a good segue right here. There's a lot of great books out there, folks. This is a book that I've read 
I don't know how many times. It's a book by Jack Schwager called Market Wizards. And Evan, I see Evan nodding his head. I know you've read that book, you know. It is a great book. I encourage, there's the new market wizards, there's stock market wizards, they're all good. But I encourage you, if you want to get better, read and study market wizards. But the most important chapter that I found in that book is the last chapter with Dr. Van Tharp, T-H-A-R-P. And he trains and coaches. He's either a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I don't know which, and there's a difference. He trains or he trained and coached successful investors and traders how to get better. He trained and coached unsuccessful traders and investors on how to get better. And that book really helped change my life because, again, I was sabotaging myself. He said, you can have two different people. One says, one group or two groups. One said, see the signal, feel good about it, and do it. The other person, our group says, see the signal, feel bad about it, and say you might not, you might lose money, don't do it. Both looking at the exact same chart. So by default, what should we do? There are opportunities out there all the time. When I was teaching on the university level, the department head said to me one day, and I'll never forget this, he was a doctorate also, said to me, there are no problems, only opportunities. There are no problems, only opportunities. I love that mindset. There's opportunities for us. If we have the discipline, if we know what to look for, and if we have the discipline to wait for it, and if we have the discipline to ride trends, and if we have the discipline to limit losses, we'll be in control and not the stocks and not the markets and not some analyst. You can run it that way. If you combine those components together, you'll be successful. And, and then I also have to share this with you, and I'm sorry if I'm going a little long. Please, all of you, maintain your humility, all right? I have found that when I get cocky and arrogant and think that I'm hot stuff is when I've always suffered large losses. None of us are infallible, okay? The only thing that's infallible is the market, okay? Well, God too, but the market, God first, actually. But just get in line with what it is. Ride it for as long as possible and always limit losses. You can say, gosh, you've said that a lot. Yeah. Because I know what it's like to be down six figures in a stock. Okay? I know what it's like to be down hundreds of points in a stock. It's awful. So, which leads to my, I'm going to wrap this one point up here. Please, always limit losses. Always. Find a clean entry. A clean entry gives you a clean exit. We just looked at some charts with white lines on them. Folks, it's good above the white line and it's bad below. And something you will find after looking at millions of charts, which I have, you will find, and I'm not exaggerating, you will find it's good above the line and it's bad below. And that'll help you. Anyway, mindset, mindset, big part right up here, good buddy. Anyway, I hope that helps, Evan. It's extremely helpful. Yeah, that was uh, that was great. I love the. I mean, we just got so much today. We got strategy. Uh, we got the, the the stock selection. We got a lot on psychology. 
for traders to think about. It all comes together and it's all needed, right, to, to, to sort of survive and to thrive uh, in the stock market. So I think uh, you said it nicely. You've got some great quotes, great reminders. I'm sure people are going to be re-watching this and going back, uh, at least I hope they are, because I came away with notes myself and uh, I thought this was great. So before we wrap up, anything that is on your mind that we didn't get to talk about or just any other kind of closing thoughts here um, to kind of summarize this uh, this power hour? Yeah, sure. You got it, buddy. Thank you. First off, Evan, um, thank you for having me. I was really um, honored when you asked me. I for those of the, you that know me on Twitter, I don't, fo- I don't follow a ton of different people. And there's great folks out there that I don't know about. I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm not going to get in the game. But Evan's one of the few people I follow. And the reason why is, and I'm not, he's not paying me to say any of this stuff, because I like his work. You know why I like his work? Because it's conceptually simple and makes sense. Okay? It's not hocus pocus. All right? You could sit there and listen and go, oh, okay. It's, it, it's, this does make sense. I understand. So, does good work. I just wanted to share that. I, I appreciate what you do. And I'll also tell you this. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty blunt guy. Okay. Is if I didn't like your work and I didn't like how you did things and I didn't like your persona, I wouldn't be talking with you today. Okay. It's just the color effects, but you're good. You're good. You've got good stuff, good, solid stuff. So I wanted to share that with you folks. I appreciate that. Oh, it's, it's from the heart. I'll share this with all of you. This is a hard business, all right? It really is. And I'm not saying that to push away, but it really is. But, you know, it's an extremely satisfying business, not just financially, but also psychologically. It's, 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 it's like nobody, you're your own boss. Think about that. That's huge. You are in charge. So focus on saying, I want to be the best version of myself that I can be. I'm going to work really hard. I've picked up some more tools from Evan and from Pat that I can utilize. I I will focus on clean and simple. I will always control risk. I will always ride trends as long as possible. And maybe this sounds corny, but I will be thankful and I will be humble. I will be thankful and humble. So just putting so many different facets of life together is because it's it's fleeting and it goes fast. I've seen it too many times in my lifetime with things of friends that are no longer here. So just balance in life, balance in life. And, and maybe I'm harping here, but I'll tell you this, please. And I say this to the VIPs all the time. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Eat well, rest, exercise. One of the best things you can do, folks, you say, well, this is crazy. This is about stocks. No, I'll tell you what, if you're sick, you ain't going to be doing much with stocks, are you? So um, you're not going to be doing much with anything. So a great thing, go out there and walk, go out there and exercise, get away from it, do other things and be involved with other things where hopefully you're engaging with and you're helping other people. And it doesn't need to be in the realm of stocks. But just something, something while you're here. We're here for a short time. Let's make our lives better. But if we can make other people's lives better, then then we've done something that's really good. Oh, here's the last thing I'll share with this. This is one of the best parts about Twitter. You ready for this? Here's your quote. Strangers are friends you haven't met yet. Think about that. Strangers are friends you haven't met yet. You want to know something really cool? Three years ago, 
I didn't know Evan. I didn't know him. Didn't even know he existed, you know? But now I do. Isn't that great? So we can use social media to tear each other down, but we can also use it to build each other up. Not in a false way, but in a real way. And isn't that a good thing? I'm going to use it. Life is choices. I'm going to choose to do that, and I hope you do too. Help other people. And it can be not in the realm of stocks, just in life. So I got off on a tangent, but you know what? That's the real deal. And that makes life worth living. So anyway, but Evan, I, I thank you so much for your time and the opportunity. I appreciate it. This is great. This is great. And I had no caffeine this afternoon. Well, How about that? Well said, Pat. Man, I, I, I don't know if I want to see you with caffeine. I don't know what uh, that looks like, uh, but I'm sure it's fun. <laughs> uh, Pat, where can people find you if they want to learn more just about you, your work, what you're up to? Where should people go? My name is Patrick Walker, and I'm on it's missionwinners.com. And you can say, what does that stand for? Okay, I, I'll share this short and sweet. Mission, markets, industry, sector, stock, institutional support outstanding management or outstanding product or outstanding service. And the last one, and I credit my son, never say never. Never say never. And I like that mindset. Never say never. And he's the guy that's jumped out over the Alps and gone. He went camping in the Sahara Desert. I said, why do you want to do that? He said, because I don't know anybody else who has. So he went by himself into the Sahara. There you go. I don't know where he gets that from. <laughs> But anyway, so that that kind of wraps a lot of things up. Thanks so much, Pat, for, for being here. And uh, folks, all the notes and links from this episode can be found on the blog at thetraderisk.com forward slash blog. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you, Evan. Folks, for all you listening to the audio version of this podcast, you're going to want to head on over to our YouTube channel for this episode to see our extended interview where Patrick walks us through a few charts on screen. He breaks down exactly what he looks for in trade setups, and Patrick also shares some charts printed out from the 1980s. You can find this extended version at youtube.com forward slash the trade risk or at the trade risk.com forward slash podcast. Just search for this episode. Thank you for listening to Smarter Trading. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. For all of the show notes, links, and call-outs, head on over to thetraderisk.com forward slash podcast. Got questions or want to leave a comment? Visit this episode on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash thetraderisk to join the conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps the show get discovered by more people. Smarter Trading is hosted by me, Evan Medeiros, and produced by Ashton Alexander. You can share your feedback with us by emailing podcast at thetraderisk.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope to see you in the next episode.